Welcome to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, hosted by me, Coach Ben Rosario, featuring the Hoka NAZ Elite athletes, and from time to time, a special guest from the world of running. We talk training and racing, but we also just talk, and we go way deeper than just running. The Midday Treat is your chance to get to know us as people, so follow along and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And now, check out this episode of the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. All right, everybody, we are here with another episode of the podcast, and this week we have Olin Hacker with us. Olin is, of course, one of our new athletes, joined us uh, late in the summer and got here to Flagstaff in beginning of September? Yep. Beginning of September. Okay, so we're sitting here in the middle of October. I think what we want to do today is talk about those first six weeks, how things are going, how your teammates uh, are liking things. Um, the transition to Flagstaff, etc. cetera. Uh, but I think we'll also take a step back and, and bring our fans up to speed on, on how you got here and, and what your uh, high school career was like, college career, etc. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay, so let's let's do the ba- let's get the basics out of the way. Let's do the where where did Olin come from, all that good stuff. So you're you're tried and true Wisconsin. Your yep. whole life, Madison, Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, take me through uh, what got you into running? Because if people don't know, your dad was a really good runner, a professional runner. And so I wonder, you know, what was it like? How much of that did you know as a kid? And um, how much did that influence you getting into the sport? Yeah, I was, I was definitely aware of it. Um, but I think with my dad, he never talked about himself a ton unless, you know, we asked him specifically about it. But I had an awareness. Like, so he has... He was on two NCAA cross-country championship teams and then also won a national title in cross-country. And so he has pictures from those races in our stairwell, as well as he has four All-American plaques from cross-country in our stairwell. And I feel like, I mean, that was just, like, growing up around that, like, obviously, initially, I couldn't read, and so they were just there. But they've been there as long as I can remember. So, like, then when I, like, finally knew what they were, they were very commonplace, and I feel like I didn't really understand what those started to mean until later in high school. Um, but really, I got into running because both my older brothers um, before me, they started running in high school. Got it. Um, somewhat encouraged by my dad, but it was like what they were interested in. I think especially my older brother. Like, we all played soccer growing up, but my oldest brother, Sam, not a good soccer player. Okay. <laughs> um, so, he, yeah, he got into running. Um, he had a lot of success, and then... My um, next oldest brother, Wilson, had a lot of success as well. And, I mean, I just remember, like, middle school, grade school, going to their cross-country meets. Like, that was just one of the most fun things. Like, beautiful fall day. I just, I love cross-country. And so it's a beautiful fall day. You're just watching all these old high schoolers running around. Um, And, you know, I had a lot of energy as well. So it was never boring for me because I got to, you know, run around and watch. And I think that was really what made me really excited to start running once I got to high school. Did you overlap in high school with your brothers? Yeah, so I was with um, my brother Wilson for two years. So okay. he was a junior when I was a freshman. Okay, when, when did you start beating him? My sophomore year. <laughs> See, that's the question. <laughs> that's the question. No, that's awesome. Well, what, what about the team? What did your mom do? Was so, she an athlete? Yeah, she was. She, um, she ran in high school. She actually, she and my dad were like in the same conference in high school and my dad was like you know kind of a big shot my mom was more kind of just running for fun it's, it's interesting actually the I think 
the first year that like women's cross country was a sport at a school was like her older sister. So that was kind of early. Yeah. Earlier in that. So, but she started running, um, then, um, and I, I, she like kind of knew who my dad was because he was really good. He didn't know who she was. Um, but then she never, she didn't run in college. Um, but she ran, you know. But she went to Wisconsin. But she went to Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and ran a lot, stayed fit, and then you know had some planter issues, and yeah, and I was more into yoga. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Okay, so I've got that uh, dynamic. Um, you start running your freshman year. How quickly did it become clear that you were pretty darn good? Um, really, the first race, I think. I was very small as yeah, a freshman in yeah, high school, so right? You know, I was like 90 pounds, like, yeah. I don't know, 5'2". Yeah. And so, like, I thought that I thought that I could be good. Like, I thought that, you know, I had the genetics. I could be talented. But, like, I thought it was just going to take me a while to progress. Because even in middle school, like, we do, like, the gym class mile. And just some of the other, you know, some of my classmates that went through puberty before me yep. would be me. And so I think, but then once I started training that summer before my freshman year, I was like, doing good I was doing fine in in workouts but I had no idea and then like before the first race my coach pulled me aside he's like you know I think you've got a chance to make the varsity team and I was like oh I didn't really think I was there yet and then yeah you see sure enough I I made the varsity team I was seventh runner and and from there I was on the varsity team for the rest of the year and I mean we had a good team it wasn't anything crazy but I think then just from there every year I I continued to progress and get better yeah no it's really interesting right because Alan is going through this. So our coach, Alan mm-hmm. Culpepper, is kind of, you know, dealing with what your dad had to deal yeah. with because his kids have gotten into it. Not every single one of his yeah. kids, but at least a couple that we know of. Of course, Cruz was a four-minute miler in high school, and um, now he's got Rocco, who's a freshman. So sort of the situation that you're talking about, except Rocco is really good. Yeah, um, He's the number one kid at Newad High School in Colorado <laughs> as a freshman. So I'm wondering... You know, did your dad, was he able to sort of hold back? Because I know Alan's like, you know, he's consciously trying Mm -hmm. to hold back. Yeah. But of course he's excited. He's a dad. Mm -hmm. You know, so what was your dad like going to the meets, watching you? Was he trying to stay calm? I'm just interested. (laughs) I think he did a really good job of walking the line. Like, he was obviously really excited. And he, I mean, he showed that. But he didn't push us into running. I think... Just with my oldest brother, Sam, a little bit. Like, he had to be like, hey, you should be running over the summer before your yeah. freshman year. But I think I think really with the success that my brothers had, like, I was so excited to start running. And I just, I kind of, I kind of knew it was going to be for me. And so at that point, like, I think my dad could let us come to him, like, yeah. um, ask him questions about running, like, ask him for advice and, like, you know, just talk running all the yeah. time. And so I feel like... I guess that made it easier for him to an extent, but he didn't push us into it. He like encouraged us Good. to, you know, playing other sports growing up. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like then, so we kind of developed our own relationship with the sport. That's cool. That's good for parents to hear, right? Because <laughs> this is a guy who knows what he's talking yeah. about and he's purposefully held back. No, that's good. Um, okay. So sophomore year, did you, did you make a jump? Did you grow a little bit? Was that kind of <laughs> part of the jump? Yeah, I think so. I think, I grew a little bit. I think I know my freshman year was when I finally became taller than my mom. That yeah. Was, uh, that was a milestone for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I didn't like I didn't ever have like a huge growth spurt, but I think I kind of grew consistently over through high school. Yeah. Um, but I did really make a big jump. I mean, part of that probably is you know having run just training just for, trained a year. for a yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that year then I was 
by the end of the cross country season that year, I was the top runner on our team. Yeah. Um, but we actually we had a good team that year. We won the Wisconsin State meet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of my brother and I. Give a shout. What's the name of the high school? Madison West. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it was my brother Wilson and I leading the team, and that That's was fun. cool. That was that was really a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what place were you? What place was he at the state meet? I was 14th and he was 16th. That's so fun. That's yeah. so fun. So when did you make the jump from really good high school runner in Wisconsin to nationally good? Yeah, that would have been my junior year. So that year, I, again, I think that year really was the year that I grew. And so I ran the GRIAC meet that year. Okay. Um, and I was second there. And that was like, a huge shock because yeah, like because that's think, a big meet that people mm, from all over the midwest that was a really really big meet and yeah. i i had been winning races in wisconsin but yeah you just quite you, that doesn't mean anything on a national level but there was like there was some other good guys obsa lee won that year okay. um addison to haven was in that yeah. race another um, another good runner's son yep, yep. exactly yep. so and he's actually a family friend oh good and so i good. knew him growing he grew up in madison and then eventually moved to south dakota um that's cool but yeah i was like, I didn't know anything what to, like, expect in that race. And then I was just towards the front, and then I was just second. And after that, I remember... Because then, so my dad kind of, you know, he knew more about national running. He's like, you know, Foot Locker exists, yeah. which I didn't know. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I really think... Because he, he could... was one of the very first... Yep. I think I he mean, made... I mean, when it was Kinney Cross Country, Kinney, yeah, which only certain people will know. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So he got you to do that. Yeah, so so then that year, then, I ended up winning the Wisconsin State meet, um... But then I really wanted to make it to the Foot Locker Nationals meet. Yeah. Um, and I ended up 12th oh. and didn't and just didn't make it. And that was really, really disappointing. And I think really it ended up just being too long of a season for me. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's four weeks after the state meet yeah. and, you know, you're racing every week. Um, and that was that was tough for me. But then, you know, I kind of progressed through that track season. I went to New Balance Outdoors. I ran a pretty solid mile. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the next year I was able to make it to both NXN and Foot Locker. So you've talked a lot about cross country, and it is the fall now, mm-hmm. so it's kind yeah, of fresh that's what in I'm our mind, and we're nutty combs <laughs> tomorrow, and you guys are going to run a cross country meet coming up, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but when did you start realizing you were also pretty darn fast? Um, was that, you know, when you were in high school, did you feel a pull toward the track or, or was it just kind of focused on cross country in the fall, focused on track in the spring? It was definitely that. Um, but at the same time, I think in high school, I, I liked cross country so much more. Okay. And I think part of it is to like, as I matured and went through puberty and developed, I just like didn't have the muscle to run fast on yep. the track. And yep. I think at some point, like in cross country, like, I guess I probably had a solid VO2 and I was just like light yep. and I could yep. just run cross. Um, but I think definitely my junior and senior year, I started to, you know, I, I started to run well on track. Like, well, I remember my freshman year, especially, like, it took me multiple tries to break 60 in the 400. Like, yeah. But we'd, we'd run, like, four by fours at all the dual meets, which was fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then I, I, I won a state title in the two mile my junior year. Yeah. Um, and then in the mile in the two mile my senior year. And so I was, I was definitely running well on the track, but I think... In high school, my my best performance overall is on the cross country course. Yeah, well, yeah. Before we go to the college choice, we got to at least talk about those national meets. So, how did those national meets go your your senior year? They they went really well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I I think again, like I just qu- didn't quite know what to expect, and I was just like, all right, let's just go out here and run. Um, and so I ended up 
just in the front of the race um, at NXN, and I ended up second. Yep. Um, which was who beat you? Uh, Tanner Anderson. That's right. Okay. Yep. And then a week later at Full Locker, I was second again, and and Grant Fisher destroyed everyone. In the yes. Race. But he's turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. No, I I don't feel so bad about that one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Falaker, it was like, he kind of pulled away and then there was a big group of us and I ended out, uh, ended up out kicking everyone in that group. Um, but I mean, that was a cool race. Like yeah. you had Connor Mance in that race. You had Drew Hunter. Yeah. Um, I, there, there was lots No, of that was one of the last ones that yeah. was super, super stacked. Yeah. It's gotten a little bit weird now with the NXN versus Foot Locker yeah. and whatever else, and then COVID, so it's kind of a disaster. But um, but no, that was a great year. Um, okay, so your junior year, you win the two-mile. When did you decide to go to Wisconsin, or was there ever even a question? There was a question. I think, I think early in high school, I mean, that would have been my dream. I, I didn't know if it was going to be realistic or not. And so as I kind of got better through high school, it was like, okay, this actually could be a thing that happened. And actually, so my, my oldest brother, Sam, um, ran at Wisconsin. And so, but yeah, as, as I kind of got better through high school, I was like, okay, this is, this could happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, my senior year, I started thinking more about the college decision. I started talking with coaches. Um, and actually my dad really encouraged me to, you know, talk to multiple coaches and at least, you know, have yeah. some perspective. Um, and so I visited Stanford, I visited Wisconsin and then like, you know, I talked to Michigan a bit, which, you know, now is a badger. I'm embarrassed to say, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the end of the day, like, I think something would have had to gone wrong on my visit. Like, but I just, you know, I went on my visit to Wisconsin. I loved the team. I loved Mick. And at that point, like, there's just no decision for me. Like yeah. it was where I wanted to be. I wanted to like have some of the family legacy. I wanted to be closer to home. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Before I go into that Wisconsin career, which was pretty awesome and it ended on a pretty cool note. Why are the Midwest kids so good at cross country? So when you think about Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, I mean, dominant teams, <laughs> dominant performers, so many footlocker champions, so many national caliber teams. What makes that area of the country so good at cross country? You know, I don't know. I, I just think the Midwest is where cross country happens there, right? Yeah. Like, I think cr cross country in my mind is a fall sport, right? So you have, yeah. number one, you just, you have the setup, you know, you have the ambiance, leaves changing, mm -hmm. but then it's just, you know, it's grassy, it's mm -hmm. muddy, it's cold, it's windy, it's, you can get anything. And I think, yeah, then all of a sudden you get to the national meet in San Diego and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at some point, like, I don't know, there's just, I think, I, I also think, you know, we have a lot of opportunity to run on grass. Yeah. Um, which I really took for granted until I got here. And then, yeah. you know, grass. I was at Buffalo Park yesterday and there was a high school meet and they're, you know, they're running on the gravel. You would be, I, I, I'm, I don't mean to knock the Arizona State meet. I've been to it, the state high school meet. But it's nothing like the Midwest meets. I mean, because it's 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 yeah, it's kind of a golf course, but you gotta run over paths and this and that, and the the ground's so hard and it's hot out. It just doesn't feel like yeah. a state cross country meet yeah. to me. You know, being from Missouri, and and I'm sure it wouldn't to you being from Wisconsin. To be fair, I do wanna you know differentiate between the Wisconsin state cross country course and the Illinois one. Wisconsin one hilly. Yes. I mean, it is a golf course, so it's nice surface, but it's hilly. It's always muddy. Yeah. The Illinois state course. 
I heard it's in that downhill. It's Pancake way flat. too fast. Way too fast. It's hard ground. Yeah, I so agree. With just you. I agree with for you. all you Illinois Illinoisans out there. The Michigan State course is easy too. <laughs> is it really? It is. Oh, it, I thought the, it was hard. No, the one they run now is oh, okay. very easy. It's very easy. It's on a um, uh, it's at their raceway. Okay. The, the NASCAR track, basically. And so you run a lot of the race on the infield. Mm. Then you head out um, across the track into the sort of grassy area outside. Yeah. And, and it's flat as well. There's a okay. couple little rollers, but it's it's pretty fast. Okay. It's pretty fast. No, I like the Wisconsin course. <laughs> uh, okay, so now you're at the University of Wisconsin. And you end up there for a long time. Yeah. And reasons for that are many, but um, including injuries, including COVID, etc. Um, but it gave you time to develop. Mm-hmm. And you got through some of those setbacks. And so, I mean, I don't know how you don't have to necessarily go year by year, but what was, let's, let's kind of go beginning, middle end. Okay. So what was the, what was the initial, um, the initial part of your career like at Wisconsin? Yeah, I think the start was, I was really excited and, and I didn't, again, I feel like a theme is I really don't know what to expect. I mean, it, it's a new situation. I feel like sometimes it can take me a, a while to adjust to new situations. But I was really excited to like have, you know, really really good training partners, yeah, um, and and guys that were way better than me for the first time in my life, um, and like my freshman year training was going really well, and I think that the team was struggling that year a little bit actually. We had we had a really good team starting out the season, ranked I think fourth, yeah, um, and we really overdid in the summer. I, not me personally because I was just coming in, but. We overdid it. A lot of people got injured, and and so um, they were gonna need me. And I was I was doing well. I was like working out well. Um, and then I got hurt. And so like right before I would have, I think it was right before it would have been like right around now. Yeah. Right before what was then the Adidas meet, the yeah. Nutty Cone meet. Now, um, I got hurt, and so I didn't end up racing, and that was really frustrating. But then you know, kind of the next year, my redshirt freshman year, I had success, um, and I I was just like. To me, I've always been someone that I feel like just I progress slowly but very evenly, and that's what I was expecting again. So I, I thought I had a really good, you know, redshirt freshman year, and I was like, I can just build on this. And then I ended up getting hurt again, and that's kind of – I would call that the, the first chunk. Yeah, of so a lot of injuries yeah. in that first part. And, you know, one of the things I've seen with people in college who were hurt sort of early, and one of the examples actually is a Wisconsin guy, Matt Tegenkamp, mm-hmm. who had a lot of injuries early on in his career at Wisconsin, and you kind of he kind of got pegged as, as injury prone. Yeah. And then by the end, and then of course as a pro, he, he, he was pretty much good to go. He just kind of needed to grow a little bit. You know, honestly, he was a late bloomer physically. I ran against him in high school. He was tiny. Yeah. And then now he's like 6'2". He's tall. You know, so I think he's, he just needed to grow into his body a little bit. So let's go into that middle section, some of the highlights from those uh, those years. So maybe like, you know, sophomore, junior kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like that, what you said really actually rings true for me a lot. I feel like I was not, I never got injured in high school, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, kind of bumped up that mileage. And I was, I just had some big injuries, but some, like, a lot of times it was just, like, disruptions. Um, and I think, I think a lot of that was, like, I wasn't really getting taught. I, I grew a little bit in college, but, like, I was just kind of filling out. That's and, right. Like, and, yeah. And that's, that's difficult on the muscles, tendons, <laughs> ligaments, bones. And that's what it was, too. It wasn't yeah. bone stuff. It was normally, yeah. you know, tendon and ligament stuff. Um, normally like, you know, patellar quad tendon. Um, but yeah, then through the kind of middle chunk of my college career, which I thought was the end chunk, to be honest. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, 
I I did have successes. Like I think one of my one of my one of the races I was proudest of that at that time was I won the Iowa State indoor. 3k yeah 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 um that's stacked then, usually yeah yeah and that was that was a really good race and i was really excited about that um i think i was that that year like the time i ran i think i ran 753 that would have made nationals the year before but i was like a second off yeah, yeah. <laughs> that year um but then i ended up i ran at the dm on the dmr for wisconsin at nash indoor nationals that year um and then we also we had a good cross-country team in 2018 when um, nationals was in Wisconsin. Yeah. And that was a really, really exciting cross country season. Um, for me, I ran well, I was just off all American, um, that year, which I was disappointed in because I really thought I could do it, but you know, a hundred people in the race think they can they do it. They all think they can do it. They're probably right. <laughs> yeah. And they're, and yeah, they're right. It's yeah. just, but only 40 people can. And that's it's right. just, that's a tough thing. But I think, so I had some successes, but it was, I feel like I'd have a good cross season. I'd run well in indoor. And then I just wouldn't make it yeah, through that. Still not strong season. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, yeah, something would pop up and uh, like an injury would normally pop up. Like it'd be like after the indoor season, at the start of the outdoor season. And so I, you know, maybe have a race or two outdoors, um, but just, I wouldn't be able to finish that year out. Yeah. Well, one of the things I asked you when we were talking about your high school years, I'll, I'll kind of ask again about college. Was there a moment during those couple of years where the light bulb went off that you could get to the very top of the NCAA or did it just kind of happen? I I think it just kind of happened. Like I think there was there was flashes that I thought like if I can build on this in a in a national race I can I can really keep this momentum going, but I feel like I'd have a really good race and then I'd be a bit inconsistent and not necessarily either get a little bit hurt or not run well at nationals Yeah. or not. I mean, not, I guess not run bad, but like not run up to the standard that I thought I could. Yeah. And so I feel like that was frustrating for me. And I kind of thought that, you know, maybe that was just going to be it. I, I remember, um, in 2019 at cross nationals, um, that race did not go well for me. That was a tough, tough day in Terre Haute. Yeah. Cold, um, rainy, muddy. You're supposed to be ready for that. You said. I, I am <laughs> supposed to be ready. That's, that's what we're supposed to, I mean, we were training that all year, but it just, that day didn't work well for my team or myself. Um, and so that was my fifth year actually. Yeah. And I thought that was it. I yeah. thought that was my last chance. I thought that was my last chance to get cross country all American, which is, you know, something that I grew up seeing you know, that my dad had done four times. Yeah. Um, and that was really, really disappointing. And I kind of thought, I thought that maybe at that point my running career was over. I mean, not completely over because I still had the spring. Um, but you weren't thinking about running professionally. I mean, at that point. At that point, at that point, I was, I wanted to. Yeah. And at that point, I thought that depending on what happened, that I'd give it a shot. Yeah. Um, but I thought that I'd probably have to support myself and work and run yeah um which you know a lot of people do and they do it really well and it's possible um but yeah and then so like then obviously that spring like covid happened yeah the end of indoor got canceled so did you run some races in 2020 indoors before i did okay so yeah that year it was i mean that year so i i ran um in washington Mm -hmm. i ran 752 in the 3k okay which was little pr yeah it was a little pr i was really happy with that um but then I actually got hurt right after that race. So didn't end up running indoor Big Tens. 
And then, but it ended up not really mattering because right. Indoor Nationals was canceled. And, and outdoors, outdoors gets canceled. canceled. So then you're faced with sort of a decision because I mm. assume you're done with your undergrad. Yep. I finished my undergrad at that so point. So what was that conversation like with mom and dad, with Mick? Like, how hard was it to decide, okay, like, I'm going to come back, start a master's, like, do all this. What, what was that? Because I imagine you weren't the only one. Of course, there's yeah. kids across the country dealing with this. Well, it was very interesting because actually that winter I had been talking to my college coach, Mick, about actually maybe doing a medical redshirt. And so that was kind of already in motion. I had applied for that and I had applied for um, a master's program in kinesiology. Okay, okay. So it wasn't crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had, I had talked to my parents about that and I was like, you know, I'm really, I'm interested in this master's program and I, I want to give running another shot. I really want to go for this. Yeah. Um, and so... But yeah, then before I actually like got accepted into school and that my all my medical redshirt paperwork like got accepted, COVID happened and I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And so then obviously a lot of people get more eligibility from right. that. But so at that point, Wisconsin wasn't letting seniors That's right. They were. They made that whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then I was able to come back because I wasn't coming back for COVID eligibility, but for... I, it was a little bit of a loophole. But that was interesting because like... Like, Ollie could have come back. Alicia could have come back. Wow. And that was something they were considering. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could have come back for their outdoor seasons. And Wisconsin said no. Which, okay. I mean, I think overall, like, I think they came to the understanding that, like, you know, this is our time to go pro. And yeah. it's worked out very well Yes. For them. Yes, it is. Um, but so I was able to come back because of that medical redshirt, but I only had a year. Yeah. Um. And then so kind of coming into that. And also there's just so much uncertainty for yeah. so long. Like I really didn't know. Did you train well during that time? I did. Yeah, I think for a while, like during the spring, it was, I mean, we were training. It was really, it was nice to have a group of, you know, my roommates. Uh, Morgan was around. Ollie yeah. was around. Alicia, Ben, Iden, Shank. Um, yeah, good people. And, and yeah, so we, we just had a lot of fun running and just hanging out. Um, but, we, I mean, we weren't doing anything crazy that spring because we just, there's nothing to race. Yeah, yeah. We, no one knew anything. But then, yeah, through the summer, had good training. Um, through that next fall, when cross country was canceled again. Yeah. And again, that's I was like, well, that was my last cross country. I'm. Uh, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, I I remember like it was in August when it was announced that uh, cross country was canceled for the fall, and I was like, well, what? Why am I back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I didn't know that if I was gonna get eligibility back yeah. for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we had a good. I think we kind of regrouped as a team that year, and that was, that was a. I feel like a bit of a change for a year because we had a lot of guys graduate. Ollie, yeah, um, foremost among them, and so we kind of had a bit of a rebuilding year. But we kind of regrouped as a team. We got some really good training in in the fall. Yeah, um, and we were able to run. I think two cross country races yeah. in the winter. In the winter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then it's just a. It was just a very much day-by-day day kind of time. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. And so I'm trying to understand, so your eligibility-wise, what what was 21? That would have been your fifth, it was your sixth year at school. Yeah. Well, so the the fall of 20 would have been my sixth year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 20 to 21. 20, 21, sixth year. So then you end up one more, you get one more year mm-hmm. uh, because of the medical redshirt well, so and the COVID. Yeah, I had a. I'm I had trying a year to understand because so <laughs> I had my sixth year because of my medical redshirt, 
But then, you know, cross country was canceled. Indoor was canceled. Yeah. Um, and then because the previous outdoor had been canceled, so I had all those seasons of COVID eligibility. Yeah. And so then I was able to use those in 2021, 2022. I see. I see. I see. So you okay? Let's just get to 22. Let's just <laughs> okay, forget yeah. about all this COVID. It's a stuff. mess. It's, let's just go everybody fast knows forward. It was all a mess. <laughs> Fast forward to when you started absolutely crushing. So your 2022 indoor season was really, really good. Well, actually, can we start in my yes. 2022 outdoor cross-country season? Okay. I made it to outdoor nationals for the first time. Okay. I was so excited about that. I was so ready 2022, to 2022... Or, sorry, 2021. 2021 outdoors. Yeah. Okay. 2021 outdoors. I made it to nationals in the 5K. I was so excited. Fell 600 meters into the oh. 5K. And even then, like, I knew I held eligibility, but at that point, I didn't actually know if Wisconsin was going to let me come back. Yes. So I was like, maybe I'll come back. Maybe this is it. Uh, that was very upsetting. Okay, that's upsetting. <laughs> so then they say you can come back. Yeah. Okay, so now do you have sort of, I mean, what is your mindset like at this point? Because a couple, couple things. Number one, you're a lot older than the rest of the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's got to feel a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, number two, you still haven't quite had that big breakout like you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in a good place mentally heading into that final, final year? <laughs> Or are you feeling a little bit lost? I think, so, yeah, the fall, let's say September, um, I guess it'd be 2021. Yep. I was just excited. Like, at that point, I was finally on solid footing. I knew that I had cross-country, indoor, and outdoor for my last year. I knew that I had that full year. Yeah. Like, I just, I felt like I was in a good spot. I felt like there was just more predictability again. Yeah. And so... And I thought we had a good team in cross country. Yeah. Um, and I had just like, also for the first time in my college career now, I had been healthy for two years straight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was just excited. And yeah. I was. And you're definitely the leader at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think at that point I was, it, it's really weird to, you know, go through college and then have all the people you came in as with freshmen leave. Yeah. And so, yeah, at that point, like, the next oldest person, I guess we had a transfer come in who was a year younger than me. And okay. he was actually in my grad program. So that, okay. that was really nice. Um, but yeah, there's there's freshmen coming in who were in middle school when I started college. Yeah. And that was always a weird thing for me. Yeah, yeah it's a diff- I mean, it feels like mm-hmm. you're in a different generation. Yeah. I mean, you're not, but at that point, 24, 25 feels a lot different than 18. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you're leading the group. How did cross country season go? It was good. Um... Yeah, so we won Big Tens as a team. Um, went one two with my teammate Bob Liking. He was first. Yep. Um, watch out for him at Nutty tomorrow. Okay. And then inside info. Yep. And then I was finally all American in cross country. That was a that was a huge goal for me. I was thirtieth. Okay. Um, and the team was twelve. Okay. And I think we were hoping for better, but a lot you of know, young kids could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and so my now having heard this story up to this point. It's very clear to me why you had such a great 22. Yeah. You're just healthy. Yeah. You know, you just had sustained training over a long period of time. Even though a big chunk of that had no racing, yeah. at least you were training. At least yeah. you were getting fitter and fitter. Did you feel like as that 2022 indoor season began that you were at a new level? Or did it take a race to show you that you were at a new level? It definitely took a race to show me. because So then even, you know, at the end of cross, like, that was... The best cross country race, yeah. the national cross country race I'd done, I I had accomplished my goal. But but I actually going into that race, I thought I would do better, yeah. and so it was kind of a weird mix of like you know thirtieth is good, but it's not, you know there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, that's the thing. Like the difference between twentieth and like fiftieth, 
I don't know, 10 seconds. Yeah. So it seems like I'm just really fighting for, for a lot of ground between yeah. a lot of guys that are, that are also really good, but very similar to me. And I think at the start of the indoor season, I was, it was bad weather yeah. in Wisconsin. I think I was in Wisconsin all winter break. Um, a lot of people were home. So I was doing a lot of training by myself. Um, and I just did not think I was fit. Yeah. <laughs> and you I don't feel fit when it's that cold. No, you never do. Yeah. And that was, it was just kind of a rough start to the season. It was weird. Um, and so I was going to open up with a mile, um, in Iowa and I think like three days before I was doing two hundreds on the indoor track and Mick was watching me. He's like, you look terrible. <laughs> like I was running, I don't know, 30, 30 ones and like struggling to do yeah. it. And he almost was like, okay, we don't need to race this weekend. We can just open up later. Yeah. But I ended up racing. I run 356. Like I felt amazing. I was just solo. Running, yeah. Solo, completely solo. I, I was just running 60s. I did My teammate paced me, I think through six. Okay. Okay. But I was just running 60 flat 59s. And then just like with, with 400 guys, like I feel amazing. And I just, I just kept coming around and seeing that I was just like still on perfect pace for four flat. And, and with 400 guys, like, I'm going to break four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I closed in 56. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And, and after that one, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm in good shape. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And so then you knocked out a big three KPD. Mm -hmm. Yep. The next week I ran 745 again, there was a pacer, but that was pretty much solo. Yep. Um, and that was a yeah, huge confidence boost for me. Yeah. I, I have coaching friends who, who saw both of those races and they were very high on you after those because they're like, look, man, people can't just do this by themselves. You know, this is really impressive, really impressive. And then go to the indoor national meet, get fourth, fourth yep. in the 3K. So the weird thing about this darn sport, right, is that it it's so deep now, which is great yeah. in a way, but also it makes it so hard to really get to that upper echelon because fourth is awesome, mm -hmm. But it's still not necessarily opening the yeah. eyes of the big shoe companies and the big teams and all this kind of thing. Um, so as it relates to your career moving forward, did you feel like you had done enough to get the attention of people or were you still like, oh, I'm kind of in that next tier? Yeah, it was interesting. I thought that I had gotten some attention um from my early racing that season. Like I think having done that solo, like you said, like did get some attention but at the same time there was other people i feel like both those races like the next day people would run fast like yep. i think the next day people in washington ran faster than me and after i ran the 3k millrose happened and morgan beetlescombe ran 750 yep. or 743 um and so i had done this solo but it kind of got overshadowed yep. by you know people in different places running faster and like i mean everybody knows like last last winter everybody was running so yep. fast it was just it was insanity. Um, and I think at that, at indoor nationals, like, I think I did prove that cause I actually almost was 740. I ran 745 at that time. It was the NCAA lead. I was like, okay, sure. I'm, I'm yeah. into nationals. No problem. And as, as nationals keep creeps closer, I didn't know that I was going to make it. I ended up 16th or oh I think gosh. 15th. And so like I was running at big tens. I won the three K and the five K, uh, against, the uh, you know very good yeah. Big Ten race against you know Ben Veach Morgan Beetlescombe, um, 
And I thought that my season might be over. Yeah. Because there was a, I think there was a race, the race happening in Washington. Yeah. And if, if people ran faster than me there, they I would have been you. out. Yeah. And so I thought that I was going to go through indoor season undefeated, just like the best that I've ever, ever ran and yeah. just not make not it still. It. Yeah. Um, but I, I ended up just sneaking in and then being fourth, I felt like, you know, I proved I belonged there. That was like, that was really the best race I'd had at NCAAs. Yeah. But I, I really feel like I learned a lot from it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that race also was crazy. There was just nothing separate. The top eight was separated by a second, yeah. I think. Yeah. And so, like, I was just kind of out of position with 200 to go, and I I passed a bunch of people, yep. ended up fourth. I had the, the fastest close in the field, but I was just out of position at the end. And yep. I think, I mean, fast forward to outdoor nationals, I think I developed my race plan kind of around my mistakes from indoors. Well, let's just go to that then. So, so the outdoor season leads you to uh, Eugene. Mm-hmm. You're you're there. It's now we know. There's no more medical red shirts. There's no yeah, more COVID. All, this is done. it. And it's funny how people step up to the plate in that situation. You know, we're kind of seeing that with Stephanie on our team now. She's announced that this is going to be her mm-hmm. last year, and she's just crushing everything. And and it's. I don't know if it's desperation. I don't know if it's just that the athlete gets so locked in, so present, um, knowing that there's nothing after this. Um, you would think that's a pressure-filled situation, but I feel like people come through. Um, so what was that Eugene experience like for you? What was the goal going in? Um, were you present and focused, or were you letting other things enter your mind? I'm just interested to see you know, what you were thinking that week. Yeah, the goal was to win. Yeah. And I think I think through the season I I had I had shown that I could I ran You were winning races. Yeah, I was winning races. Then that was the thing that I felt so good about all spring is that I was just I was winning races and and so at that point I just I was like, okay, I'm just going to put myself in this race and try to win. And I I had run fast enough where, you know, I was in the range of, you know, the other top times mm-hmm. in the in the nation. Um and so yeah, the race plan was just be at the front, stay out of trouble, don't fall. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when you get to a mile to go, be in the front. Be in, the, be in a better get, position. When you get to 800 to go, find the shoulder of, you know, the guy that is looking great that you know can kick well. Yep. 400 to go, be in second place yeah. on the shoulder of the person that's leading. Yeah. And, it and just, you pretty much did that. And that worked out yeah. exactly. Like, I executed my race plan just perfectly honestly <laughs> so at 400 to go the bell goes off are you i mean you're full of run obviously mm-hmm. um how you know some I've, I've talked to so many different runners people on our team people all over the place right some people are able to remain analytical even during that portion of the race and they're thinking the whole time mm-hmm. other people it's like dumb jock mode who are you which one are you and what was going through your mind in that last 400 well i think there's a there's a combination between i think i was thinking about it but it's i think it's something that we've actually talked about in our focus sessions here now um it's like you're in flow mode it's yes it's you're thinking about it but it makes sense it's slow like you're like so morgan goes to the lead takes the lead i say i have i have legs i'm going with him i'm right on his shoulder and I'm waiting for a hundred. Yeah. And I think like everyone, like I think with maybe 300 to go, he really put in a surge. And I think that's kind of when we gapped the rest of the field. And that was like kind of trying to respond to that, but stay within myself and mm-hmm. save a gear. Like, I feel like I did have a moment where I was like, 
oh, this just got hard. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of lock back in and you just, you're like, okay, it got hard, but all I have to do is just run behind a person. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Yep. yep. And so, yeah, then, uh, then you just focus back in and you, and you run behind them and then it's wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Cause like, I think that last 200, it's like, okay, I know I still have a gear, but like you, you don't know, you're worried that at that, at 100, you're not going to have the gear to yeah. take the lead. And so your body's just like, let me go, let me go, yeah. let me go. And so you just have to force yourself to wait. And I think, and that's something that like, even going back to high school, that's like, that my dad has taught me. I remember, I think one of the first track races I ever won, it was like a dual meet mile. Um, this other guy from a local school was leading and I like passed him with like 150 to go and like ended up winning the race. But I think after it, my dad was like, you know, you really should wait for a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, better strategy. Yeah. You don't have to pass on the turn. And then even actually, um, that spring at the pen relays, um, in the four in the DMR, I ended up passing two people on the curve. Yeah. And then Mario Garcia Romo just blew by me. Yeah. And I think, you know, had I waited a little bit longer, I would have had him boxed in. I would have given him more of a run. Seeing his summer this summer, he might have still got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's pretty good at that mile. But so I think it's just like, I feel like it all kind of came together. I've had these race experiences. I was like, okay, wait for 100 and then just and then just fly to the front. And I think that whole last 100, I was like, someone's going to come up on my shoulder. And I just kept pushing, pushing, pushing. And then, you know, I don't know, 20 meters to go. I took one look and I think, I mean, you can see in the video then like, I didn't see anyone. Yeah. And then they're just shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No shock. Came That's such a great picture. And it just happened. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. It's so great. I wonder to myself, um, this is bad interviewing because I should go with that moment, <laughs> but but I wonder to myself if it was actually a big advantage for you, the, the racing schedule you had, you know, in indoors and outdoors, because... Mm-hmm whereas you talked about some of the people that, yeah, they ran faster times, but they got beat. Yeah. You know, they got dragged along to those times. Yeah. You made those times happen, and you won so many races, and there's something to be said for getting into the habit of winning, yeah. you know? and Because uh, you can get in the habit of losing, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just believe that you belong there, and, like, at some point, you then, yeah, you get used to it, and you're like, just every race you're in, you're like, I can win this. That's right. That's right. So you you cross the line, total elation, greatest moment ever, right? So uh, how long did that cloud nine last? <laughs> um, it lasted pretty long. Well, it didn't actually last that long at all. Because so then, like, I feel like that night, I was just like, I was too excited. I went to bed. I think I fell asleep for a few hours. And then I woke up at like, I don't know, like 4 a.m., totally. 3 a.m. I was just too excited to yes, sleep. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> and then so I like got back to Madison and I was sick. Uh, got tested, had COVID. I know this, And yes. so, yeah, my bubble was burst. Well, it wasn't really. I was still, I was like, you know what? That was the goal of the season. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But it was definitely, I came down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. And then, of course, you go through the whole business thing, and, mm-hmm. and, and you end up here, which is great. Uh, we were so excited to have you. I felt like you and Alan hit it off. Yeah. But you did have to decide to go come all the way out here to Flagstaff, and yeah. you're kind of Wisconsin through and yeah. through. So how, how difficult was it to leave home? I was ready for it. I think, I mean, so my, my goal has been to run professionally. And, and so now that that's a reality and it's, well, it's happening, but this spring, like when I was like, you know, people like want me to come run for them and they're yeah. going to pay me. Yeah. 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 I was like, this is amazing. So I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm leaving. Like there's not a professional running group in yeah. in Madison. And so 
I mean, yeah. So you would come to peace with that. Yeah, I yeah. was I was fully ready. I was excited for that. Yeah. It it was weird though because so my parents' house is a mile away from a mile away from the campus yeah. in in Madison, and so you know I've pretty much lived in about a two mile radius for <laughs> your my whole life. life. Yeah. And then and then yeah, so I came on a visit here. It was, I mean, Flagstaff was amazing. It yeah. was so nice. I loved the team, and so. Yeah, decided to come out here, and my girlfriend and I, we drove yep. 24 hours down in a, in a big yellow truck. We made it through that, so that's good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it, it kind of feels like I'm like on an extended vacation or training camp still. Yeah. And I think it'll slowly sink in, but, I'm yeah, I'm comfortable here. I it's good. Well, that's what I highlighted, because you said, you know, it takes you a while to get into, mm. into a new situation. You know, and so when you went to Wisconsin freshman year, that was a new situation. Yeah. Stayed there for seven years, you know, so this is a very new situation. You're talking about altitude. You're mm-hmm. talking about um, different level of teammate. You're talking about a different coach, and you've yeah. had the same coach for a long time. Um, I feel like we're trying to ease you in. Yeah. Um, very general question, but how's it going? It's going well. So that's actually, that's something that I know about myself, and I talked to Alan about that on yeah. my visit, and I was like, I feel like adjustments can be hard for me, and it can take me a while to settle in. And so I think, I mean, just, you, you know, with anyone, like, you're, like, you're coming to altitude, like, you're not going to change training a whole bunch. But, like, I feel like it's been, it's been an easy transition. Like, I feel like I fit in with the team really well. Yeah. It's been so nice having Abby and Chrissy here, like, yeah. having, like, other freshmen. Yeah. And, like, we've been hanging out and having a good time. Good. Um, and then it's actually really nice that my girlfriend was able to yep. move out here. She works remote. Um, and so, like... I feel like, you know, a lot has changed, but at the end of the day, a lot has stayed the same. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just running. It's with new people. Um, but I feel like it's, it's funny. I feel like, you know, getting to know people on the team here, you kind of start to see similar characters yeah. to previous teams yeah. that you've had. And so uh, it feels natural. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the things that, that I, I think is always nice for the folks when they come out is, even even at a Wisconsin, which is a very good program, mm-hmm. of course you had Ollie and Morgan and yeah. Alicia, and there was some people that were at that level, but a lot of the kids aren't. Yeah, they're just a little bit below that. But then you come out here, and everybody's at yeah. that level, mentally, physically, everything. So it's kind of it's kind of um, comforting in the sense that you're kind of around all these people mm-hmm. that are really similar. Yeah. Of course, you have different personalities <laughs> and whatnot, but in terms of where you're at with running. You're really in a similar spot, which is cool yeah. and, and feels good. Um, let's see. So you've been doing work with a lot of work with Wesley Kip Two mm-hmm. and Alex Masai. Um, how are those guys? Where where, where 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 do they compare in the in the you know um, running world personality wise? We have a lot of fun. Good. Like, yeah, Wesley is just being goofy all the time, and I feel like Alex and I are just giving each other looks. Like, what is he talking about? Yeah. But it's just it's just fun. Like. Good. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been great to be kind of on the same schedule, um, them, you know, building them finishing their racing schedule in August. And so, you know, we're building up together. And so I feel like we have a lot of camaraderie and like just being able to run together on easy days, do our workouts together. It's just, yeah, again, it's just, it's something that I've done with teams for a big chunk of my life now. It's just, it's just two new guys, but yeah. Yeah, and of course, you know, the um, the team has already announced that one of the first things you guys are going to do together is that December 1st meet in Austin, the cross-country meet, 
um, but I believe you'll have a race before that. Um, let's skip over that because we okay. don't need. We you know, <laughs> let's talk about the December meet. So because we're right in the thick of cross country mm-hmm. season. So this is the meet in Austin, Texas. Sound Running's putting it on. Four people score. So we'll have you and Wesley and Alex, who you've been training with, and then Adrian Wildscott, who's training in Tallahassee while he finishes up his masters. Um, how how much are you guys talking about that? Are you kind of like are you excited about <laughs> oh, we're it? We're talking. I think the the first run that I did here, I was running with Alex and Wesley, and they told me about it, oh, okay. and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I feel like that's what I miss right now, like seeing, especially t- tomorrow, seeing Nutty come and like seeing my Wisconsin team like run together like yeah that's something that I miss and so I feel like to be able to you know now put on this NAZ uniform have my teammates in the same uniform and just like yeah go out and and suffer through a 10k yeah well 8k like, 8k 8k so oh, it's okay. 8k so I just the the info about the course just came out so 8k it's a mile loop okay it's a pretty flat fast loop so mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty good for you yeah <laughs> I think it'll be fun too because I think then too, you know, I'm getting used to new running styles. Like, you know, Wesley's gonna get out, yeah. and that's and that's something that I feel like isn't necessarily my strong suit. I'm more of a a finisher I, in general. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I've been working out with him, and and that's something that you know, obviously, like, yeah, that's something that now I see in practice every day. And yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. And you you haven't done anything too hard yet, right? Just kind of getting used yeah. to everything. Okay, yeah. good. I mean, good. yeah, we're keeping it under control. Yeah, keep it under when, control. As long as we're not too excited. As long as it's not a long run where Wesley <laughs> has the green light and then he's just gone, yeah. basically. But then I kind of been letting him go. Yeah. I got to get used to the long runs. Yeah. Altitude. Has the altitude felt hard yet? Or, I mean, it seems like you've been handling it. Yeah, it's been good. I think, like, the first week, I was like, I mean, it, I think the first run I did here it was like I the national forest like right behind my house. You have to climb up a giant hill. Yeah. Um. But I just got into the the forest and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I think I was supposed to run like six miles. And I did like ten that day. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like I just loved it so much. And then I was kind of dead from that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But then you know it was just one round. It was fine. <laughs> good. Good. Um, and and we've been lo- working. I know. I know that you've been working on some form stuff too, mm-hmm. and that's been coming around. Yeah. Is that one of the little differences maybe that you've seen so far? Yeah, it really has been. That's that's not something that I did in college. Um, but yeah, just some some mobility and then wicket drills and some like form drills as well. Um, I feel like I've been getting better at the drills themselves. Um, and I was actually talking to Jenna the other day, and I was like, kind of curious to see, like, I mean, it's only been you know a month, but yeah. or a month and a half, but I'd I'd be interesting to see if if my form has changed a lot because I've I've definitely have a bit of a rock, especially yeah. when I when I really start moving, and I I wonder that if uh, these drills will you know even that out. Maybe That's the idea, right? You do them enough. Gear, yeah. You do them enough in in practice. And you transition that over to running and then racing. Uh, but I, I, I put that down because you said you looked terrible before that mile. I said, well, maybe, maybe if you look good, maybe you're running better. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. And then as you let yourself dream a little bit, we try to keep you very present, of course. But as you let yourself dream a little bit about 2023, uh, the, the winter and then especially the spring, um, what enters your mind? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back on the track. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I just, I'm so excited to see what happens. Like, I think I'm going to be able to run faster. Like, I'm just excited to get into some some really fast races yeah. and, like, yeah, mix it up with, 
I feel like a lot of people who I have raced, um, you know, before in high school and college, um, I feel like in college people have kind of killed me a bit yeah. and I came back. Um, yeah. and yeah. so I think, but to like get in some of these really fast races and see what I can do, because I feel like that was, I mean, I guess we talked about, I was able to win a lot of races this spring, but also at the same time, I, I wasn't pushed in a, in just a fast paced yeah. Like a just a race where as everyone's like, okay, we're going out, we're running fast. Yep. And I feel like I haven't been in a race like that. Yeah. Um in a while. And so that's something I excited about. And then, you know, the goal is make a world championship. Yeah, compete team. compete at the national level, of course, cuz you didn't get to do that because of the COVID. You yeah. would have gone to USA's. Yeah. And you're coming off NCAA's, so you yeah. know, you were in good shape. Okay, good. So we'll keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. We'll get you through indoors, we'll get you in outdoors. Have a good shot yeah. at USA's. Yeah, and I think that's, I feel like a lot of days I've just been like, I get home from practice and I'm like, I'm like, I really hope I get really good at running. Yes. It's like, but it's just like, that's just what I'm doing every day. And I just like think about it as like, I'm doing all the things to get good at running. Like, I want to race. Yeah, that's totally right. (laughs) But you got to be a little bit patient. You got to be a little bit patient, but it's interesting because what makes you good, and you're, you're kind of alluding to this, isn't necessarily... It certainly isn't only the big sessions. Mm-hmm. It's the cumulative effect oh, of all the, the little things. Yeah. It's the it's the getting to bed on time. Yeah. It's the nutrition. It's all the things Alan talks to you guys yeah. about. Um, it's the it's the cumulative work over time. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I've seen this fall. Obviously, just touching all the little zones. Mm-hmm. Not nothing crazy, but yeah. just touching here, touching there. A little bit of hill work, a little bit yeah. of track work, a little bit of temple work, a little bit of fartlek work. And I think what he's doing is creating this foundation. And then you get to the spring, and you're going to be yeah. able to. Just tap into all of that. And you're going to be living at altitude. Yeah. So you're going to have this other advantage that you've never had before. So we're certainly really excited about all that. Uh, we appreciate you jumping in for this podcast at the last minute. I'm going to get it up right away because I want to I want to get your, your last second nutty comb impressions because okay. it's tomorrow morning. Yeah. So I'll try to get this up tonight. And that way we know that you made these before the yeah. race. Okay. So, so men's race, uh, top four teams. Top four teams, I think it's going to be... So now I'm in Flagstaff. <laughs> you know, I understand it's it's really good training here. NAU doesn't win, though. Stanford wins. Stanford, okay. Stanford, NAU, BYU, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, how, 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 much do you, how much do you know about the women's race? Can we give a women's race? Women's race. I think NC State, yeah. New Mexico. Um, from there, I might be a little bit shaky. Okay, so we'll say New NC State, New Mexico yeah. on the women's side. But okay. that's, I mean, that's not really an exciting. No, pick, but and, and we and we probably are going to think Caitlin Tui is going to win the yeah. women's race. Who's going to win the men's race? Bob Liking. Okay, that's <laughs> that, we've gone out on a limb. That, I like that's, it. That's a bit of a homer pick, but good. I'm excited to see how NC State does. They're good. <laughs> yeah, they're really, really good. Well, and they, you know, that's another program that's built itself yeah. up over time. Mm-hmm. You know, done a great job. Of course, Coach Ennis is fantastic, and and they've just built and built and built. Yeah. And I think it's almost like your career, except extrapolated out to an entire group. Mm. You know, just believing in themselves, getting a little better, a little yeah. better, a little better, and now they're just so confident. Yeah. You know, they're so confident. So yeah, I like watching that program, and that'll be a fun race. Um, appreciate it. We'll have you on again sometime, and uh, we'll see how you guys do in December. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Owen. Thanks for listening to the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I'm Addison Rosario, Coach Ben's daughter. If you're watching on YouTube, 
hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NAZ underscore Elite. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on NAZElite.com. And stay tuned for the next episode of the Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. Thank you.